Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Gay With God podcast, a safe place for us to share our stories and support one another. How long did we know? What challenges did we face? Did we lose our faith? When did we find our way back home? Or are we still searching? The stories you hear on this podcast will melt your heart and strengthen your belief that in God, all things are possible and you can be authentically gay with the God of your understanding. I'm your host, Midge Noble, and I am very honored that you are here. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Gay With God podcast. I'm your host, Midge Noble, and I can tell you that I'm a tired host today. (laughs) I'm very tired because I have just returned from the Wild Goose Festival. And you're like, what in the world is a Wild Goose Festival? Now, as a vegan, (laughs) I'm not involved in shooting or killing or any of that. And so it has nothing to do with a real goose. Um, and there was no harm to any geese, I almost said gooses, (laughs) any geese at the festival. So this is how it actually got started. Um, Like more than two decades ago, there were a bunch of United States Americans who would fly to England to participate in Greenbelt. Greenbelt was an outdoor music festival, and it had some spiritual and justice-oriented undertones. So that happened for, I'm not sure, you know, I guess two decades ago. So um, people were going there, but I'm not sure when Greenbelt actually got started. But then several years ago, I mean, several years ago, is relative because some people have been coming to the goose um, for nine years, 11 years. So it's been more than just two or three. So for a while, a group of people decided that um, they needed something on, you know, in the United States, something that would, would be inspired and, and draw in people who were looking for the same things they were looking for as far as spirituality and justice oriented undertones at Greenbelt. So on their debut festival, here was the lineup, Jim Wallace, T-Bone Burnett, Phyllis Tickle, Vincent Harding, Over the Rhine, Christian Peacemaker Teams, Brian McLaren, Peggy and Tony Campello, InterVarsity Press, Restoring Eden, Michelle Schacht, William Barber, Jim Forbes, Gabriel Sanquerero, Paul Fromberg, Lynn Hybels, and 1,700 others met at the intersection of justice, spirituality, and art. They sang, learned, taught, argued a little bit, prayed, ate, danced, and imagined a new world. At this festival, this this year's festival, 2022, as I'm speaking to you now, the this was the first time that they went to their new location. So they had been meeting just outside of Asheville, and this year we went just outside of Statesville in Harmony, and we were at the Van Hoy Uh, camping and and recreational uh, facility. So this is now going to be for, I'm not sure how long, the new site. And it was amazing. It was very um, 
stretched out, more stretched out than the other venue was that I went to last year. So last year was my first time and it was a good time. I really, really enjoyed it, especially I think because it was in September. Uh, they had to, they worked in a, a festival after the pandemic was beginning to get itself together. And last year we were required to show our vaccination cards and no one got into the festival without being vaccinated. Um, this year they felt a little bit freer about that. I thought we were still, I took my card. I, I thought we were still you know, having to verify that. But this year they didn't verify. Uh, but I'm so grateful that of the people that are there, they probably were the same people that were there last year and vaccinations had occurred. And I know at this time of the, of, of the pandemic, that's not really making a huge difference anyway, because, um, you know, people who are vaccinated are getting the new variants that are not interacting as well with the vaccinations. But anyway, um, there were so many booths and so many vendors. And so you may be asking, well, why go to this place, uh, especially now that it's not in September and as cool as it was <laughs> last year, it was really not cool. So why go? Why go and camp? Um, and camping is a broad term. Uh, if you go to the wild goose, you tent camp or you glamp. Glamping means that somebody has already set up a huge walk-in tent that may have air conditioning if you want it, or it may not. And it's, it's a lot uh, more posh than a tent that you may have yourself. Your registration actually comes with a tent. So if you don't have one, a tent will be provided for you if you're tent camping and someone can set that up. Um, so there's and there there's RV parking. Uh, if you bring your RV, there's also a way for you to camp in your car. Like if you have a car tent or you have a truck tent, you are also able to use that as a place of, of rest. So there's lots of varieties, um, but it is warm. I can tell you as a as a mountain loving girl, love cool weather, don't want to be sweating that much. And my pores got wide open <laughs> this past weekend. Uh, I got there Thursday and I left Sunday afternoon after a church service and, and Eucharist at the Goose. Um, so, but why go? Why go and walk to all these different venues and classes? Why go? Well, if you're at a point in your life where you're looking for community, and for me, community, especially after the pandemic, is something that I really need and I really want. And I want community that's going to be uplifting and loving and kind. There's enough negativity and hate in the world today that I don't want to continue to be in areas where there's conflict and tension. I meet tension many times online. I meet tension in comments that are made, you know, about our LGBTQIA community. And, and I often engage in that tension and I will allow myself to go down the rabbit hole a wee bit uh, to make a point or to at least put our side out there, whether it will ever be heard or not is, is usually a no, but you know, I, I cannot not say things at some times when I feel passionate about it. And I, I have learned enough about myself that even though it may cause me a little bit of angst as I'm engaging in this tension, that it's more tension for me not to say with as much love and firmness and compassion as I can that 
what's burning in my heart to say. So whether that's an inspiration from God to speak or to, to clarify or to at least continue to make us visible, I believe that being quiet takes us out of the conversation. And I believe that being quiet keeps us in the same stuck place that we've been for so many years that we absolutely need to make ourselves visible and we need to validate that we are a part of the wider United States community. You know, we as gay people may not be in the same numbers as heterosexual people, but I do believe that we deserve as many rights and we deserve as many safety protections and health care and being able to parent children. I don't want us to become invisible. Invisibility means that we are weeding ourselves out. We have to claim our spot. And for those of you who are unable to do that because of, um, medical conditions or because of fear of losing your, your job, I, I totally respect and honor your space. I'm at a place in my life that nobody's going to fire me because I work for myself <laughs> and I'm not going to sit back and allow our community to not have as many advocates as possible. I'm not the biggest uh, political activist. I'm, I, I sign petitions and I write my congressmen and my senators. However, I am not like one of those folks that travel to places and, and you know, makes a, um, a lot of speeches. I'm not opposed to speeches. So <laughs> I'm not opposed to being uh, in front of people and talking to people. I just have never been that visible and I, I'm not that well known. So, you know, people aren't going to ask you to come and speak to a whole bunch of people and everybody go, well, who's she? Of course, newcomers come out all the time. So you may see me on a stage somewhere. Somebody may say, who is she? <laughs> and until you know me, you, know, you won't know me, but someday you may know me. However, that's not the whole point of this conversation. The whole point of this conversation is to say that if you're looking for a community to bond with, to learn from, to grow with, the wild goose is that community because there are amazing speakers that show up at the wild goose reverend barber was there again this year and he was going to be there in september but because of covid and because of other health issues he wasn't able to come but he promised that he would come this year and he sure enough did and he was on fire i have heard him speak online before but in that arena in that space he was just electrifying and I was just so impressed with his presentation and with the words that he said, he just got all of us hooping and hollering and clapping. And I, I turned to my friend Gail and I said it, that he was doing one of his things and he was getting all revved up and everybody was getting revved up and he was still speaking and I couldn't hear him. Now, part of that is because my hearing is really getting impaired, but um, I, I turned to my friend Gail and I said, I hope he doesn't say anything important right now because nobody can hear him because he was, everybody was so loud. And I think it was something that he was just repeating over and over and we were just continuing to get pumped up. But it was brilliant. So there are speakers on so many different levels. There's drumming. There's also uh, this time I went to a, a, a class on male for not fragility, but um, 
oh, I can't remember the quite name, but, but it was about being more open as a male about your feelings. And it was so poignant and so raw. These three guys sat up there and at first just gave their bio, you know, short, sweet, professional bios. And then they started saying things about how males often, you know, have to stay in this box and they can't, you know, have feelings and they are not allowed to really express themselves on a deeper level. And so they backed up and they did their bios again and they became very raw and extremely vulnerable and put their lives out there as to how they were really feeling, what really hurts them, what really gets in their way. It was amazing, just amazing. There, there are podcasts. I, I did the live uh, taping of the Gay with God podcast. My good friend Mark Sandlin came in and did a, an amazing podcast called the Moonshine Jesus Show. It was amazing and an absolute riot. He gave out jugs of alcohol and beer and t-shirts and koozies. So it was it was just so awesome. Um, there were people there that talked about social justice. There were people there who had been pastors that had been kicked out of their church for doing a gay marriage. So many conversations, so many things to learn and to talk about. So if you want to be in a community with a wide range of uh, topics to go to class, I mean, there it's all day. If you go to the pre-conference, it starts earlier in the week. I got there on Thursday and they had classes, you know, on uh, still pre-conference on Thursday, but then all day Friday up into the, the evening, nighttime and all day Saturday, there's rock and music. Ken Miedema was there and he's always brilliant. Here's a side note, personal note on Ken Miedema. I actually met him <laughs> when I was um, a student at Berkshire Christian College, late 70s, early 80s. Uh, this was after my India trip. And then I had taken a year to like get through all of the physical challenges I had had on that India trip. And then I went to Berkshire Christian College, graduated in eight, 1982. Um, but while I was there, I was part of the chorale and we traveled up and down the East Coast uh, singing in different churches. And then we would go to different people's homes uh, to, you know, they would take two or three or five or how many people they could house in their own private homes from the churches. And then we would come back and travel to the next location. So being in the corral, it gave me a, a great opportunity to go to uh, England and Wales on a tour and, and seeing in different locations there. And I got the privilege of going to my choir director's home one evening because I was dating my very dear friend and we were allowed to come up uh, for that little inner circle almost um, time with Ken Miedema at, at Wes's house. And I got to meet him personally. It was a very small, intimate little gathering. He you know, he was so, so nice. And he always wanted to touch the person that he was talking to because of his, um, because he was blind. And so he was, he was just so sweet and so nice. And, you know, I just respected him so much then because of his talent. And then at the wild goose this year, he would be on stage while someone was speaking and, as during the interchange of one speaker to either, you know, more music or, or something else, they were resetting the stage. He would just make up a song right on the spot to include the concepts of what that person talked about in a music form. It was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. 
So there's tons of music. I heard everything from rap to spiritual to religious. I mean, it's music, music all the time somewhere. They have not only the big stage, which is under um, a roof now. It used to be out in a field with a stage that was covered. Now the whole venue is covered, but it's open aired uh, with fans and it's it's very nice to have that covered in case inclement weather comes but then there's also um, other music that just happens you know throughout the festival you know either in different classes that they're they're using music as a a medium there's a cafe where there's always an artist featured and you can go and get some snacks and come and there are tables set up and then you can listen to this different kind of genre of music, eating your snack and getting out of the sun. There are different churches that are represented there. They have an Episcopal tent. Yay, Episcopalians. They had a Methodist tent. That's where I actually spoke on Friday. I did a talk on Oh Shit and Then Some, talking about my early years of meeting my now wife and going on the sailing trips. And if you've listened to the Gay With God podcast and haven't caught that episode, you can go back and see a little snippet from my memoir on my sailing attempts. Not me personally sailing the boat, but trying to survive the sailing of the boat. It's just an amazing collection of talent. There's pottery, there's t-shirts, there's art, there's food trucks, there's a library of books. And if you if you are a reader, there are so many popular, amazing books there. One of our podcasters named Damon Garcia has written a book called The God Who Riots, Taking Back the Radical Jesus. He was absolutely brilliant. He had just published his book, but he had not received a copy yet because they had been sent directly to the festival. He held his book for the first time at the festival because the books were delivered there and he hadn't even gotten a copy of his own book yet, but that he held it for the first time. So I can't wait to delve in to that because his talk was so brilliant about how Jesus showed up. Again, his name is Damon Garcia, the God who riots, taking back the radical Jesus. So I can't wait to get into that. So you have community, you have great speakers. Being inspired at Wild Goose is just going to happen. Something will probably inspire you. It could be the music, it could be the speakers, it could be just the serenity of of being outside and the diversity, not only in the topics that you have an, an availability to go see, you will never see everything, by the way. Just, there are too many speakers and they're colliding at times that you may find hard, but um, there's always something going on. So you have this diversity of speakers, but you have a diversity of humans showing up. There, I can't even explain the wide range of people you're going to see, although I can tell you that you can have someone who is absolutely as as comfortable in their own skin as possible, and and they are just almost floating through the festival. And then I run into somebody that I know only through the internet from my dear friend CL, who has a goat farm, Stillwater Farms, LLC, Reverend Dr. Bodhi Hewa Nobushi, who is a Bodhi Christo monk. And I find out that Bushi is business partners with my friend CL at Stillwater Farms, LLC. And (laughs) you just never know who you're going to run into at the Goose. It's so cool. And you have children there 
support animals were there this year more than ever, I think. So the diversity, not only in the the people you'll run into and and how their their spirituality is being put out into the world, but I can tell you that the LGBTQIA plus community is super present there. There are a lot of rainbow flags. There are a lot of uh, colors out there. You, if you, that our community loves this festival and we are out and proud and, and visible in this community at Wild Goose. Your mind is going to be expanded if you choose to be open and receptive. It, you can't help but expand at some level, whatever you're most open to, but you will expand because there is just so much new information to take in and process. And it's, it's easy to, to feel overwhelmed. And it's also okay to give yourself permission to just be in the moment. I was given the opportunity to just organically meet people and interview them about their wild goose experience, why they came, why they keep coming, what they get out of it. And one lady said that there is so much going on that you'll, you may exhaust yourself trying to do absolutely everything. But the idea is to just say, what do I feel right now that I want to experience right this minute? And don't look at the whole bit, you know, as you look at the whole big schedule, Find that one thing that right now speaks to you just in this minute. And, and that's what, that's how you can lead yourself through the goose is that you may circle a thousand things, but then in the moment of making a decision between, oh, I really want this and I really want this and I can't, I don't want to give either one of them up, but right now let your spirit speak to you and just go to what feels right now. And as you move mindfully through the festival, that's going to help you from being exhausted, but it's also going to give you permission to say, oh, I want to go sit down somewhere cool and get an ice cream, or I want to, I just want to lay down and listen to the drums that are going off in the background or be aware of your body and take care of your body as you go through the festival. So you don't burn out successfully. There's a lot of social justice talk. There's a lot of ways to get involved. Um, There are things to sign up for. If you want to, there are things people to talk to just to kind of help you have a, a different opinion of something. The wonderful thing about wild gooses they've started what's called the convo table and it's a big tent dedicated to lots of mini conversations instead of going to a big lecture you can go and sit at a certain table and every table has a different topic and it's listed out in the book so you know which table to go to and you can sit down with a smaller group of people of maybe six or eight or ten and have a conversation convo conversation and you can speak in a smaller group about something that may be on your mind or something that the person at the table who's leading that table has come to talk about and then you know you get to participate in that when it's done that way it's not just someone always talking at you but but you guys having a time to really get involved in that conversation from the time you sit down at the table and it's very well done. So the other reason to go to the wild goose is because, you know, there are people there who embrace you when you need to be embraced. I spent, I can't even tell you how long I was coming out of the bathhouse actually. And uh, this lady, the evening, there was a lady the evening before that was in the bathhouse when I was in there. And we just kind of had a little pleasantries. And then I went along my way. 
the next morning I was coming out of the bathhouse and she was coming in and she said, you know, I really felt last night like I needed to speak to you and I didn't follow up on that urge, but then I've seen you again. The first thing this morning, you're the first person that I've seen. And I really still believe that I need to speak with you. And we had a a very awesome conversation and the time was spent. The way she described our conversation was I needed you to hold space for me so that I could do some therapy. Not that I was giving therapy. Um, Didn't even realize I was going to be in that kind of holding tension and space for her. She needed, and somehow God, she said God led her to me because I would be the one to listen and I would be the one to affirm her and I would be the one to hold space for her. And she cried and she put her, her truth out there. And it was such a beautiful, beautiful experience. And that goes on at the wild goose all the time. People are held in a space of love in moments that nothing else can help, you know, and you may come there broken for whatever you're going through and you will be less broken when you leave. And you may also go there broken and not realize that you are going to leave there having helped someone else who was broken on a different level. Because I think right now, all of us are a little broken. We've had a lot of losses. We've had a lot of fear over the last many years. We've had a lot of questions. We've had very little helpful answers through the pandemic, um, through the riot on the Capitol, There's been a lot that has happened and we're still fighting for our basic right to live our lives as citizens of the United States with all rights. And we're not the only ones. I mean, the LGBTQIA, our black community, our brown community, you know, people of all diversity are having a struggle right now. But you know what (laughs) Reverend Barbara said? It's not a new thing. Way back in the day, you know, the the people voted to continue to hold slaves. It's it's not a new battle, which is somewhat okay. Great, it's not a new problem. However, oh my God, it's still the problem. I don't care if it's gotten a wee bit better. It's not wee bit better enough. It needs to be a whole lot better. It needs to be an end to this conversation that we don't have to continue to talk about. Sign this petition. Write this congressman. Write this senator. Let's vote the right person in the office. It's not going to take our rights away. There should never be a time where every American citizen or you are a refugee that has come in, (laughs) this will get me in trouble, and you're living in the United States of America, you need rights. And I'm not going into levels of rights or anything like that. With an asterisk, especially if you are a citizen of the United States of America, there should never be a question whether or not you have the same rights to health care, safety, job security, as much as jobs are secure, you know what I'm talking about, adopting children, all of the rights, basically, 
we should have all the rights that a white heterosexual person has. I will never stop believing that. And I will never stop fighting for that on the level that I can fight. So the wild goose is a place for us to be. It's a place for us to hold space for each other. It's a place for us to be inspired, to be a part of diversity and not have to worry about if you hold hands with your girlfriend or your boyfriend, if someone knows you're trans, if, a, if you're a man and you're walking down the street in a dress, you know, no one is going to bat that eye. You can wear heels, you can wear sparkles, you can wear feathers, you can do whatever you want, basically. <laughs> Within reason, you are able to be yourself is my point. You can show up authentically. You can show up in all of the pride that you have in your personal space. And you can be at the festival. And you are going to be embraced. I, I didn't see anybody give anybody a hard time. Now, I know I wasn't everywhere all the time. But I know that there were so many people that would be willing to help at a moment's notice that would encourage you, that would lift you up. It was, it's just the most amazing energy I have ever been around. The Free Mom uh, organization is there giving out hugs to the LGBTQIA community. That was amazing. Uh, Sarah Cunningham and Liz Dyer talked. They were amazing. If you know them in our, in our little world of free mom hugs, um, just awesome. Talked about their, their hard time coming to a place of understanding when their children came out to them and how scared they were and coming from their own spiritual backgrounds. You can listen to Sarah Cunningham talk about this on this podcast. If you look back into the history of the sessions, Sarah had a great interview with me talking about how absolutely difficult it was for her to be the best mom possible when her son came out and what she went through and why she went through it. And it, it helped us all kind of understand that we have to be, we have to give the same compassion to our families and our parents, you know, our parents and our families, give them the same time to process who we are, because it certainly took most of us a very long time to process who we were to ourselves. And then we can't just drop that on someone and expect them to be always absolutely 100% okay with our disclosure that we're gay or bisexual or trans. We can't just do that and not have them go through their own process of coming to terms with this information. Unless you are in a family that has an absolutely, completely aware environment that just absolutely has no discrimination in it <laughs> or no spiritual teachings that taught them to fear um, what the proposed sin of homosexuality was, it's not going to go well for most of us because our families were not hotwired for it to go well. And so learning compassion from our side to them is something that's also very helpful. So that's why the wild goose, diversity, community, inspiration, authenticity, being in a place of safety, wherever and however you show up is exactly what we want to do at the wild goose. Now, is it hot? Heck yeah, it's hot. <laughs> it's, it's in July. <laughs> it's in Harmony, North Carolina, just outside of Statesville. It's hot. So there are ways to prepare. If you're thinking about going to the Wild Goose next year, it will be 
uh, the week of July uh, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Um, Pre-conference, I'm not sure when that actually starts, uh, but you can definitely uh, go to the wildgoosefestival.org website um, and you can look for 2023. Uh, they may not have any information up yet, but if you look at the dates from 2022, that's how you can you can know when it's going to be next year. It's going to be the same week, the same dates. And um, if you check the 2022 calendar, you can see when the pre-conference starts. Um, if you have kids, uh, they had a kid tent so that if there were certain things that your um, kids want to go do, they can do that at the kid tent. Uh, and there are adults there to supervise them uh, while you're doing your thing. If you say, well, you know, I have a problem walking or I have a problem, um, you know, getting around because of this reason, uh, there, there's a group uh, that does ADA. ADA is a volunteer service where they can help you set up your tent. They can, we have shuttles and they can shuttle people. Uh, if you have mobility issues, they can shuttle you, you know, from one place to another. There are different stops along the way where you go to a shuttle stop and they'll pick you up. You can get a, a necklace to wear that set, has an orange shuttle ticket on it. And so no matter where you are, if a shuttle's passing you and you have on an orange ticket, even if you've not made it to a shuttle stop, they will stop and pick you up and get you to where you need to go. Um, you know, there's, there's uh, rangers there that help you with medical concerns. It was so hot this time that many people needed to go into that space that had a little mini air conditioner in there to cool off a little bit and to get your blood pressure checked to, you know, kind of help you with some water intake if you needed it. Um, amazing, amazing op you know, opportunity for folks. Uh, I didn't know about any of that last year and we didn't really need it because it was so cool. But this year I found myself going into the tent one day that I just was so hot and I just kind of depleted, even though I was drinking water, I thought consistently, um, the heat just kind of like took me out just for a little bit. Um, uh, and it was nice to just go in and sit down, you know, get a little salt intake and, you know, make sure just to make sure the blood pressure wasn't anywhere dangerous. And, um, so that was good. So there are ways to go, even if you feel like you're not completely as mobile as you'd like to be. Um, I have some, some, uh, neck and, and shoulder and back issues. And so they were so gracious to allow me to be a part of the ADA this year and get some help, you know, hauling out the tent and the tarp and all that stuff, because I could not lift it without excruciating pain. And that I would have been done just laying in a tent for the first time in over 20 years. That was hard enough. <laughs> so I was grateful. <laughs> I was grateful that they helped me set up and tear it down so that I, I was not as sore as I would have been uh, had that not happened. So that was really sweet of them to see that that was a real a need, a need of mine this year. So I was able to do a talk, you know, like I told you, the oh shit and, and then some talk. And then I did the live taping of the Gay With God podcast. My guest was Helena Epstein. She's actually one of the three members of the Jew and the Gentile go into a bar mitzvah. And she's so awesome and so cool. We had a great conversation. She's recently moved to Canada to be close to her family, and she's considering doing a dual uh, citizenship. And 
her conversation with me was so interesting. It's going to be very different than anything you've ever heard before from uh, this podcast, because she didn't have an experience of it being really horrible to come out. And, and her faith was something that she grew up in Jewish, and then she converted to Christianity. She has a wide spectrum of, of knowledge about just, you know, herself and, and how she just kind of fell into uh, realizing that, oh, she's bisexual. Okay. Um, but it wasn't a big deal for her family. And, and in, in Canada, uh, she's even struggling to find a church that even is open and affirming because um, they really don't do much about that over there that she can tell yet. So she's going to go see. Um, there's one church she's going to check out soon and and see if it's actually open and affirming. So it's a really interesting conversation. It's just not the same kind of conversation we're used to. That will be sent to me. It was taped live on uh, Saturday. They're going to send it to me and I'll upload it at a later time. So met lots of cool, cool people that hopefully will will sign up to be a guest soon. The people I've invited to be a guest were, are going to be really awesome. So anyway, so that's my little um, overview of the Wild Goose Festival. I love being a part of it and I want to offer as much as I can. So, and every once in a while, I might take one of the interviews of, of the people and I might do that here today. I might go ahead and, and pop in one of the interviews if I can get it loaded correctly that I did of people talking about their goose experience, just so you can get a little snippet of that. Hopefully we'll be able to upload the ones that we taped. There was a couple of us that were doing some podcast interviews, um, just on the fly with people. And, um, see if we can load those up to the actual wild goose festival website so that people can go there and know why they might want to come next year so i hope to see you there if you have any questions about the wild goose festival and my experience there this past year please uh, feel free to email me um, or message me and i'll be glad to have a conversation with you about that so thanks for listening guys i think that's all i've got to say about that um I appreciate you so much. I love this podcast. I love talking to people and being able to, to honor your stories. If you've not yet become a guest, I sure hope that you will. I hope that you'll go to the, the website at empoweredmidge.podbean.com. That's our show page, empoweredmidge.podbean.com. Uh, scroll all the way down to the bottom and you can see where you can connect to me through email if you need any help with coaching or coming out your faith journey story, there's a link for a very a free session and you can find out how to become a guest. So if you are questioning whether you can be gay and be in a relationship with God, if you are authentically gay or on the LGBTQIA spectrum, God has always been within you. Even when you didn't know it, you have always been gay with God. Thank you, everybody. See you next week. Stay tuned to see how you can join the Gay With God community. And remember to check out the Facebook group, Gay With God, and consider joining the monthly Faith Journey Zoom group that you can access from there. Uh, it will not be a live video from that Facebook group. It will be a Zoom link where you can join. And as I said before, if you need a little coaching support to get through your coming out faith journey story, go to the show page at empoweredmidge.podbean.com. Scroll all the way down to the bottom and see how you can connect with me. As always, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. 
and I really appreciate you guys so very much. And I appreciate all your comments and everything that you say gives me a little bit better understanding of where we need to go and also just to be affirmed. So thank you. Love you guys. See you next week. I want to invite you to become a part of the Gay With God community. How can you do that? Stay connected by messaging me your thoughts and comments in the comment section under the downloads of the show on the Gay With God show page. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen and share, share, share so we can increase our community outreach and be a light to those who are struggling to claim their faith. Consider being a sponsor so I can highlight your service in our community. We are all worthy of respect and a relationship with the God of our understanding. I want to thank you in advance for supporting this podcast. Together, we as a community will keep this show visible and our community stronger. Deep gratitude to my friend Tim McClendon of Tim McClendon Music for allowing me to use an excerpt from Interlude 4, a song found on his CD entitled Sundance.